Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Mistress Carrie. Weekdays 10 to 3 on WAAF. Podcasts are always online and on your schedule at WAAF.com. All right. I guess we turn the radio station over to the guys from Dirty Honey. It's now Dirty Honey Radio. Welcome to WAAF, guys. Thanks for having us. Hey. Hey. I love that. Nice to meet you guys. Now, uh, you're an L.A. band, mm-hmm. but there's East Coast ties to the band. Half the band is East Coast. Half the band is West Coast. So how yeah, did... Yeah, actually. And, and you're the mass hole in the band, right? That's true. All right. So how did this happen that you end up in L.A. in a band called Dirty Honey back on the air at WAF in Boston? Oh, man. Long nights in Shanghai. <laughs> Bet's gone awry. Where are you from? Uh, I was born in Plymouth, Massachusetts. Nice. Yep. And then I moved to Maine when I was like 10. And, and, and uh, how long were you there? I was there for, you know, junior high, high school, uh, college. Then I moved to uh, California. Why did you go to California from Maine? You just hate the, the cold? The dream? Yeah. This. This. To find this. <laughs> yeah. To this find is, his way back Everyone's to asked. That's yeah. right. Everyone's asked, and I'm like, this is it. This, this is, is why it. we went. Yeah. And you guys are headed back to Maine right now, right? Aren't yeah, you going we're to play a show? Yeah, we're going to play Impact Festival. And then you're headed to Canada. Yep. And then people that are wondering where they can come and see you live, you are going to be at the Palladium with yep. Alter Bridge and Skillet coming up in October. Yes. And the details on that show are up on the concert page, waf.com. They're not going to want to miss you. I no. heard the sound check. It's fantastic. Thank you. Well, thank you. It'll be louder at that show. Yeah, I, yeah, I would assume sure. so. We don't want to scare the neighbors no, here no, in the no, WAF no, studio. No. We don't want to or scare. Do we? Well, maybe. Yeah, who are the neighbors? Yeah, uh, Magic next door. I don't know if we want to go scaring them. <laughs> um, and then you're from upstate New York, right? Yeah, I'm from Schenectady, New York. Played hockey over here in New England like my whole childhood growing up. So tuning in to all the radio stations. So this is kind of a welcome home in a way for you. Yeah, the Northeast is really anywhere in the Northeast. They all kind of feel like home, so long as you're not in any one of the major cities with like a specific identity. So when you talk about you being (laughs) a hockey fan, you're in Boston, so I got to ask... Is the Bruins your team? Who's your team? My team is the Penguins. Big Penguins fan. (laughs) (laughs) guy, though. Um... Yeah, you know, I was really pulling for Joe Thornton this this last yeah, run here. Yeah, we and he love him here. Done, but um, yeah, I'm just a big fan of the league, and John's a big Celtics guy and Sox yeah. guy, and so you're waving the banner for the mass wholeness in, in Dirty Honey, even though you've been transplanted to the West Coast. Oh yeah, yeah, many times. Yeah. Does I, it still register in your brain that the ocean's on the wrong side when you live in California? Does that still <laughs> screw with you? Because when I go out there to visit, it still weirds me yeah, out. Yeah, it's still weird to be like going further away is east. Right, that's what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just that. Not so much where the ocean is. I've, I've acclimated to that. It's more just like, like you know, my whole life was like out west is a long drive. Right. It's a very short drive now. <laughs> <laughs> and a much longer boat ride. Right. Swim. Exactly. <laughs> now, what about you guys? Where are you from? Are you from L.A.? I'm from Portland, Oregon, originally. I've been in L.A. for like 10 years, though. So. 
and and Portland is one of the places that has the legal weed. I know that California does because you asked us about that. Because now you're in Mass, we have legal weed. Woo! Uh, Port- Portland definitely does. That's more Justin's <laughs> department, though. Yeah, I'm the, I'm the weed guy. You're the. I'm, I'm from Van Nuys, California, so I kind of yeah. just grew up with everybody smoking it on the street. All the well, time. it's one of the things we tell all the bands when they come in. Now we're like, "Hey, welcome to Boston. Weed's legal. Just so you know, we just want to get it out of the, out in the open. Yeah. So if you got any on you, it's totally fine." I think um, Justin has some on him. Oh, no, man. I actually we did a thing. Um, a radio thing in New York, and I left it at the radio station. Oh! So that's why I was asking. I was like, somebody crap. got hooked. Is up. it legal in Canada right now too? I think it yeah, is. Recreationally, it is, but yeah, but I don't know about getting across yeah, the border cross with the it. Border. Yeah, that'd be sketchy. Seems still iffy. Yeah, I mean, Mike Shu is here. He's hanging around because he wanted to see you guys. If you want to leave any weed behind, he would be more than happy to take it oh, from you. I was kind of more We're hoping s- you would leave some in my <laughs> guitar bag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, there was a misunderstanding here. Yeah. So for anybody that doesn't know who Dirty Honey is, you guys are kind of an enigma right now because you are a band that is breaking nationally that doesn't have a record label. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. How is that happening? I would hope good music and hard work and a lot of touring and just people with a thirst for rock and roll again, I think is the biggest thing. I think... um, the EDM sort of hip hop thing is really popping right now. And I think there's a lot of people that are feeling a certain way, like they've been neglected creatively and their taste has been neglected. And rock and roll is just something that people are starved for. So we're um, doing our best job to give people the, the sexy soulfulness that's been lacking in this genre for the last two decades well this conversation comes up a lot with the bands that have been coming up is that you can really feel the pendulum shift yeah with rock and roll is that for a while it just was i guess we weren't cool some i didn't get the memo but i guess we weren't cool for a while as far as what we do and what i've always listened to i think it's just a shift back to it for the live show being totally live right and then but also because i know a lot of metal bands are like they actually play but so that's not necessarily unique but also just the tone of it is fun. As a, I think rock got harder, darker, metalier, and it's generally more perfect. Dark. Too. Uh, yeah, it's darker. I'm not saying bad. Just like you know, the tone of it. I feel like we're fun, exciting. Well, it harkens back because there's there's a there's a certain amount of familiarity. Like sure. the yeah. the '80s rock and roll girl in my soul. When I heard you guys the first time, it was like, wait a minute. There's a lot of great fun rock and roll that came out in that, you know, late yeah. 70s, 80s era where I right. think people are discovering that, wait a minute, you can you can have fun with music. And, and, <laughs> That's and, kind of and the like point. we had some great parties back then. Yeah. <laughs> Who partied harder than the rock stars in the 70s? Like, yeah, let's go. Anybody. Yeah. Or, or I mean, if you saw, you know, The Dirt, Mot- Motley Crue, probably yeah. then harder than almost anybody oh, else. Yeah. I read that too. Yeah. We have to we have to give the book its its due. Yeah, we gotta I give the book better than the movie. The, the movies are never as good as the book. No, the Queen movie was fantastic. Though. Yeah, did you did you like that? Did you? I thought Rami I Malek it. did a fantastic he was job. Fantastic for sure. All right, um, well, well, anybody that doesn't know who you are, I want to have you guys play the single because if they heard the sound check that you guys just did in here, they're gonna be blown away. I'm really excited for everybody to hear you guys play. Let's go, Boston. Yeah, let's do this. So this is Dirty Honey, live in the WAF studio. Let's go. 
I told you. Oh, my God. Dirty honey. Thank you. Live here in the WAF studio, the text line at 97107. These guys rock. These guys are unbelievable. No studio magic for them. That sounded awesome. Total Tesla Black Crows vibe. Holy crap from the 603. So there you go. Love that. So uh, the, I... I it's the 603. Let's see the, 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 <laughs> let's go. Let's write some songs. Yes, yeah, the mass hole knows the 603. It's our neighbors to the north up there. You guys got to drive through later, so yeah, we will. Be careful with the New Hampshire people. They can get a little weird up Easy there. Now. My sister lives in New Hampshire. <laughs> She's probably listening right now. Is she really? I think she is. Well, you can listen anywhere with the Radio.com app, and then yep. you can go to WAF.com. You can yep. take us anywhere. So if you're chiming in and you're they listening from outside of New England, t- they could take you anywhere or Jeez. us. Uh, chime in on the text line at 97107. So I got to ask you, somebody says, holy ass, dude's got some pipes. Um, so I'm pointing at the screen over here. I'm not, holy ass. Yeah. I thought you are pointing at Justin. No, no, I'm pointing at the screen that's in front of me. It's right, it's right oh. here. Um, <laughs> are you sure you didn't hit the legal dispensaries before you got here? So I want to ask you about your voice because when uh, the guys came in, we were like, aren't you missing a member? And they're like, yeah, he's out in this in the parking lot warming up his voice. Yeah. Yeah, I saw Rod Stewart, um, a buddy's uncle uh, runs like a great studio in L.A. And, and Rod Stewart was um, whose son I actually play hockey with in L.A. Really? He's great kid. He's like a pro. He's really good kid. Um, but yeah, he was at a studio like in Studio B warming up his voice one day. And I just sort of made a mental note. And I was like, if that's what he's doing and he's. Sounds fantastic. Still, still at a thousand still. years old, yeah. I'm like, I should probably be doing that too. So it's an important part of my regimen. But it takes like 15 minutes. And Miles Kennedy, who we're on tour with, you know, he does it too. And um, talked to him quite a bit about it. But, it seems uh, to be a, a, a thing with a lot of the rock singers nowadays is yeah. that they're way more concerned with taking care of their voice because they want longevity of career. Without a doubt. So you see a guy like Dave Draymond or Brent Smith from Shinedown or Johnny from Nothing More was in here doing all these weird. So what do you do to warm up your voice? I want to know what it sounds like. It's just like a lot of tongue trills and lip rolls. Like sounds very dirty. You can't show you how the no, no, you got Yeah, do it. Do it. I want to know. It's a great move, you know, when you see babes, too. That's always nice. <laughs> <laughs> hey, lady, look what I can do. <laughs> I wanted to ask you about that song, too. I have a theory. Yeah. I want to know if you subscribe to it. Rock and roll wouldn't exist if women weren't bitches. Am I right or wrong? <laughs> see, you're on a different I, wavelength I than, I, than I am with the lyrical content, it sounds like. Well, I just want to know if that's... I just feel like all the great rock and roll has been inspired in some way by the guy getting his heart broken or the well, woman playing hard to get. or next tunes well, is yeah. called Heartbreaker. See, I mean, there, thank you very much. Yeah, let's just, let's just, yeah, there we go. Let's it's almost it. like I've been on the radio for 21 <laughs> years trying to figure it out. How did you know? It's what? I'm a genius. <laughs> This might be the greatest, like, flowing interview of all time. I'm recording that because I'm going to replay that for my boss when it's time to ask for a race. (laughs) Yeah, for contract (laughs) extension. So this is another song off of your five-song EP, which for people just tuning in, we're here with Dirty Honey in the studio, and we were talking about it a few minutes ago. You guys are out there breaking as a rock band without a record label, and you've done it by releasing this five-song EP, which is fantastic. Trust us, it wasn't by choice. It was just more of a state of the rock and roll environment right now. Give it to the man. I I mean, no, but that's what's great about it is that it's so rock and roll that you guys are. It's the most rock and roll thing we can do, right? Exactly. Exactly. As our manager says, 
who ran labels for a long time. He just says, I ran labels for 30 years, and who knows how to run a record label better than me? There you go. We are on our own independent Dirt Records, thanks to him, and he's doing a great job. Pretty good dude. We're very grateful. That's why we got to get people download, go buy the EP, support these guys because they are doing it all themselves, and it's an amazing rock and roll story. Thank you. All right, I want you guys to play another song. All right, this one's called Heartbreaker. Thanks to the great segue. You're welcome. That is Dirty Honey live in the WAF studio. From uh, L.A., but half the band we're going to claim as, you know, as kind of mass holes. But now you guys, we're going to claim you as a Boston band. The text line is going crazy right now. Text to 97107. Somebody says, a long way from the air mattress. What does that mean exactly? Is there an air mattress story that one of your friends is diming you out on on the text line? Oh, yes, there is. Really? I want to know the story with that one. Yeah, the first guy that I ever um, lived in L.A. with now lives in Boston. And uh, I lived on an air mattress for like six months before graduating to my car. <laughs> nine years. Or nine months. Nine years. Well, I think your former roommate just dimed <laughs> you out. Somebody else texted in, wow, I'm in Los Angeles and I really literally just stopped working to listen to them. I'm sitting at my desk and enjoyed them so much. Uh, somebody else said, I'm so glad I'm listening to you today. These guys rock. Thank you so much. Uh, you should be listening every day because you never know what you're going to miss. You could have missed Dirty Honey if you didn't put the radio on today. See? Yeah. They, they need to just listen all the time. All the time. 24-7. I want to, uh, when you guys are in town in October, I want to have you and Miles Kennedy do a scream-off. I want to know who's got the higher octave. Do you know? Ooh. Does he does? The band's going, he does. Because yeah, they did question. some science on Axl Rose's voice, and they said that out of all the singers, even Freddie Mercury, that Axl scientifically was able to hit more notes and more octaves. He has, like, the biggest recorded voice. I'm like, even, like, Mariah Carey, I read. Wait, he does or Axl? Yeah, yeah, that's Axel's would be probably because of his low end. He can't go higher than Mariah Carey. No, but he could. But he's got he 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 recorded some seriously low vocals. Yeah, and then just to be able to hit those screeching. Yeah, Mariah's got like almost dog whistle. Yeah, you can't have testicles and hit some of those notes. Someday where she's up there, that yeah, and could she even hit those notes anymore? Like it's I don't even think she can hit the middle ones anymore. Yeah, it's. (laughs) Don't worry, she's not listening. It's okay. (laughs) And if she is, Mariah, come up and prove us wrong. All right, double down. You you know, but we we thank her for her contribution. Is a great singer for sure, and a great guy. And um, he's one of those guys that nobody in music has a bad word to say about. Like for sure, even out of music. Yeah. Like I met his uh, his brother in law the other night, who like loves him, which is. I, that's, I feel like that's sort of rare. That's like a 50-50. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he came to the show, yeah. He was awesome. He was a big Dirty Honey fan, too. But, yeah, Miles has been player. super nice to us and um, very gracious. And he performs so well, like, every night. Like, he never sings a bad note, which is somebody in that register is really rare. I yeah, think. and he's another one of those guys that really takes care of his voice for yeah. longevity of career because he's been doing it a long time. He's a- Amazing just, guitar player too. Is he really? Oh, that's Amazing. We, yeah, I he heard him, and then I, he heard him in the dressing room and was like, "Dude, did you hear Miles?" And I was Shredding. like, "No." And then I, 
I went over to the other guys in the band, and I was like, so I just heard Miles is ridiculous. And they all, I didn't even finish my sentence. They were like, no, unbelievable. It's kind of hard <laughs> when you're in a band with, with Mark Tremonti to stand out as a guitar player because mm-hmm. Mark is such a fantastic guitar player. Yeah, and Slash, arguably like the greatest rock star of all time. Yeah, seriously. It's, it's kind of hard to be like, oh, wait, no, I'm a singer, but I play guitar too. It's like, yeah, that's nice. You're on stage with Slash. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah. But he really is good. Like he's all ama- of the. really amazing. Yeah. So with uh, with the tour, because mm-hmm. we're talking about Alter Bridge, you guys are playing at the Palladium October 3rd with Alter Bridge and Skillet. Yep. So as an unsigned band, like how how it, does that call go when they go, oh, hey, by the way, Alter Bridge wants to take you out on the road? Like how does... We're like, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We're like, what was the... Break? No, I'm just kidding. No, I think, um, you know, they, they obviously approve everybody that they take out and same with Slash and same with you know, Red Sun Rising, and um, we've obviously been out with Slash and Miles, and Miles is an Alter Bridge, too, and I think it's been a pretty good fit, and um, thanks to you guys and the radio stations around the country, we're getting some traction, so we're, you know, on a couple people's radar. And we're doing it, it's in a weird way, organically, like we met the Red Sun Rising guys at a festival. That The first gig we ever did, really, was Aftershock, and up in Sacramento, Sacramento yeah. so we met. They they just they were like, "You guys are awesome. We, do you want to go on tour?" And we didn't really iron it out then. We just kind of said, "Yeah, sure." <laughs> and then that you know, like yes, and then let's talk about it. And that worked out. And then then we did slash dates, and they loved us. So I think that opened the door to. Miles and we have really the same agent this. as yeah, Bridge. yeah. Which so that doesn't hurt either. Yeah, yeah. that's not the fun part. Of the story. <laughs> <laughs> is Guns and Roses one? I want to talk to you guys about your influences and what got favorite you picking up your intr- instruments in the first place. <laughs> so, Guns for you, favorite band ever? Yes. Yeah, Justin. Yes, for I, sure. John and I we rode to rehearsal together when we found out we were doing those first Slash dates and like driving home we were like freaking out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And Slash is one of those guys that couldn't be nicer. Yeah, he's awesome. Like, sometimes it's like you look at him and you're like, dude, you know you're Slash, right? Like, you're just, he's so mellow and so. He's very chill, very, keeps to himself a lot, and um, very nice, though. And, you know, another guy who, like, you're, can't believe, like, you're, you're going to share the stage with this guy who's so passionate still about performing for whether it's 2,000 people or, you know, 50,000. Like, he's getting pumped up for every show. Like, it's it's pretty refreshing to see and it's and it's funny to watch him like hair in a ponytail like jeans on whatever and you're just like oh it's just some guy and then his, he takes his hair out of the ponytail it's puts a top hat on and like in a ponytail but then he becomes like the as soon as he puts the hat on it's like a magic crown or something and then he's like oh my god yeah that's slash yeah, first gig we played with him we were side stage and we're, we get to hear the amp like it's like right close to us you know and and then we go back out into the audience and we're you know from the back of the room we're like he's still slash it's still the same yeah there he is with les paul with the hat we're just like he's like got that image forever well and as a guitar player you can you can speak more intelligently about it is that there's just a tone to his playing you hear one note and you know exactly that it's slash that's what you want as an artist you know i mean that means you're an artist with it i think and we live in la you know we know a lot of musicians and there's a lot of ripping guitar players in los angeles just you know but they lack they don't all stand out necessarily a lot of times because they have to play for other people so standing out would be not good for them so what happens so then finding that person who has a, a very identifiable 
identifiable Tony. Yeah, like you hear Football. Gary Clark Jr. and you go, oh, that's, that's Gary, Gary Clark, Clark Jr. Jr. Yeah. Yeah. Brian May, that's Brian May. You hear, right. You know, I like Derek Robbie Trucks. Krieger. Robbie Krieger. Yeah. yeah. Part of it's the song, too. That's why I like this situation for me as a guitar player. It's like we're writing songs that you've never heard before, so that's an automatic opening to do something a little more unique. Right. Help yourself stand out rather than playing someone else's music or, you know. It's interesting what you were saying, too, about influences like Guns. Y- we all love Guns. That's not my favorite band, but it's when you look back at, like, their history, that who they were compared to, you know, their predecessors, and now, like, Guns N' Roses is such an identifiable sound in history that it's it seems like it always was just Guns N' Roses. It was, they were never... They were compared to Aerosmith and... Well, at first, they scared the hell out of a lot of people. Duff was in town last month, and he told me something. We were talking about this off air. Next year's WAF's 50th anniversary, and I've only been on the air for 21 years. So only? Le- yeah, only 21 years. But last month, I went and sat down with Duff, and yeah. as soon as I walked in the room, before we could even get the cameras set up, he was like, oh, WAF, do you know you guys were the first people to play Guns N' Roses in the United States? Right. And I didn't even know that because I was in high school at the right. time. But I was like, hold on a second. So we set the cameras up, and I was like, tell me the story. And he said that they were out on tour with the cult. There was one guy in Canada at the time that heard Guns N' Roses at the show and played Welcome to the Jungle. And then WAF was the first station to play Welcome to the Jungle in the United States. And he was like, then we showed up in Boston, and people actually knew who we were. That's cool. And it, I was like, are you sure that's right? And I'm, you know, if anybody's going to know, it's Duff. And he was like, yes, that's right. I didn't even. Things like that. Yeah. And I didn't even know that about my own radio station, which right. is cool. Yeah. We had an interesting situation. Like we released our music and, you know, the station in LA, um, like got a hold of it organically off of a Spotify playlist and like just. We didn't even know they were going to play it. We had no clue. We Which like, is the new version of we found your demo in a bin exactly. in the office. Their producer of the morning show like found it. It was like getting played on the air in L.A. like eight hours after it got released. And like we're getting phone calls. and That's tweets. what I was going to ask. Who called you? How did you find out? Well, they So a buddy tweeted like a friend that I play hockey with actually tweeted. And he's like, I'm going to tweet about you. Like, check it out. So I was on Twitter for the first time in like a year. And. <laughs> The station in L.A. is tweeting, call us. We're going to play you right now. And we're like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> we're on our way to, like, we're, we're Lawrence, to, Lawrence, yeah. Kansas, we were going to. And we were in the middle of nowhere. And, like, the biggest station in L.A. is, like, playing our song and talking about us for, like, 30 minutes. It was surreal, for sure. Yeah, that was, like, the station I grew up listening to rock and, like, yeah. learned about rock on. So I, it was a huge moment. That's so very cool. I'm sure Duff knows what he's talking about. I'm, I'm hoping. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he does. I'm not going to tell Duff he's wrong. Yeah, at all. Well, everybody on the text line is begging for another song. Will you guys play another song? For sure. I think Boston will like this next one a lot. Actually. Okay, I don't have a magical segue for this one, so you're going to have to tell me who what it is. It's uh, This one's called Rolling Sevens. It's just, this one's really everything that we're about. It's just got that sexy, soulful, like fun, rock and roll vibe. And live, it's... It's another level, but, um, yeah, we'll do our best. All right. There's definitely some uh, good influences in this one that I think you'll enjoy. This is Dirty Honey live in the WAF studio.
I think I speak for everybody listening. That was fantastic. Dirty Honey, live acoustic here in the WAF studio. And I want to make sure that I say this because all of you guys are here. A lot of the times when bands come up to play acoustic, it'll be the singer and the guitar player, and we never get to meet the whole band. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy that our introduction to Dirty Honey was the whole band. So thank you guys all for coming and hanging out with us today because thanks for having. Us. I think that uh, if if my prediction and my gut is right that uh, that people are going to know your name. That you guys are going to be one of those bands. Especially in this It's town. only a matter it's a of time. Town. Yeah. Aerosmith is my favorite band, always has been growing up and like I've always just heard Bad Boys from Boston. And that like, apartment's literally like a half know, a mile away. There's a brass plaque that on it. That so cool. It was very fun. Where they, they showed up in the duck boats and they did the big concert outside. That's and awesome. Yeah, it was very cool. So it, Boston's one of those places, too, where we get our hooks into you. Or, I mean, we're like herpes. Like, Does you Mama never can King get rid of still us. still exist? No, Mamakin is now part of the House of Blues. Oh, okay. So when they when they did all of that construction down on Lansdowne Street, there was clubs like Axis and Avalon. Yeah. Then Mamakin opened, and they had the small little hundred space performance room, and then they had the bigger room. Yeah. AAF had some legendary shows down there, cool. and then they closed it and they tore tore a lot of it down and made it into. Um, the House of Blues, which is a great place to go and see sure. a show. The original House of Blues was in Cambridge. It was actually a blue house. Got it. And they just couldn't get enough people in there to be able to bring in the big name artists that they wanted. So they sold the blue house. It's still in Harvard Square in Cambridge. It's just not a venue anymore. And they opened up the House of Blues on Lansdowne Street, which has great you know, sight lines. The acoustics are really good. So the bands always sound really good in there. Yeah. yeah played at the house of blues in la quite a bit and um yeah it's a super pro venue yeah they want to be artist friendly because they want you guys to go in there and sound really good and they want people to be able to to see i was there last night when i prevail was in town and it's like they they just sounded great in there and there's a lot of awesome shows coming through so and the same thing with the palladium in worcester it's one of those old theaters that just has this great vibe to it, and it just sounds awesome. And you guys will be there October 3rd with Alter Bridge and Skillet. Can't Tickets wait. are on sale now. Details are up on the concert page at WAF.com. But in all seriousness, before I let you guys go, this is the WAF audience introduction to Dirty Honey. I know by the time you guys come back in October that everybody else around the country that isn't on the Dirty Honey train yet will be. And I'm just happy that, you know, you're one of those bands that we can always say, like, you know, we were there from the beginning because I think there's a lot of great things ahead for you guys. Yeah. Yeah. You're welcome back anytime. You're welcome back anytime, but definitely in October. And we're doing the sing off. Oh, with Miles. I want to see you and Miles go at it note for note and see who can handle it. He can probably. (laughs) (laughs) And I want to see the vocal warm ups, too. Yeah, we'll both do them simultaneously yeah. and drive everybody insane. Yeah. Vocal warm-up off. Yeah, yeah. vocal warm-up off, exactly. Uh, cool. Exactly. Well, thank you guys so much for coming in. We really appreciate it. If you missed the whole thing, we'll get the performance videos up at waf.com. Uh, we'll we'll get all of the interview stuff up there. But seriously, uh, before you guys go, you are an independent band with a five-song EP out. So if you liked what you heard on the air today, go and buy their EP and support a band that is doing rock and roll, old-school rock and roll way. We appreciate it. And if you want to be really cool, get a T-shirt. Yeah. Because they're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you have girl shirts, right? We do. Of course, because the music cr- is all inspired by us, right? I love garb, so I'm a big merch guy. All right. Well, there you go. So go and pick up the shirts. You'll be able to get them online, right? You have an online store, and then you can get them at the Palladium in October. Yep. 
Thank you guys so much. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Truly and, a pleasure. And thanks to Mark and everybody that we know is listening on the website, too. <laughs> Mistress Carrie, weekdays 10 to 3 on WAAF. Podcasts are always online and on your schedule at WAAF.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.